This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. I, I should mention this because it was so cool. There's a, a service in the United States that takes World War II veterans, and they're all in their 90s now, and will fly them to their families for free on a big jet. Mm. Um, they did it for Don, I think it was three years ago. Don was, I believe at the time, like 92, 93 years old, something like that. And as I've said before, my father-in-law, Don Brandt, won every medal except for the Congressional Medal of Honor. So he was a war hero, World War II, and all the rest of it. What those people, that they treat your grandfather, your father, whomever, like they are the king of the world. They are eternally grateful. Unlike Macron, they're eternally grateful what our, what our soldiers and, uh, and fighters did during World War II. It, it's just, it was beautiful to watch. It was, just, it was just give, 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 no taking at all. It's just let me help you. Isn't that wonderful they do that? That's awesome. Yeah, I got a friend of mine whose dad won the Medal of Honor from Vietnam, Ooh, yeah, and he would always, in fact, when he was, when the Super Bowl was here, his dad was one of the five members of the military that came out and did the honorary coin flip. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, and he was talking about how, man, when those guys all get together, they basically just take these, anything those guys want, they get it, you get yep. first-class accommodations, <laughs> your bags are taken for you, everything is, so, it's just done so well. So, yeah, it's nice to see that those guys get a little bit on the back end because they suffered so much during the early parts of their years. Yeah, and those guys are a lot of them now in their, a lot of them are in their 80s now that fought in the Vietnam War, oh, the yeah. early days of the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. So they're getting there, man. Um, I just, as I said, it, it just you, you look around the planet right now, and I'm telling you, I know people get pissed off at me about this, and, and that's how this show works. I understand that, but we don't try to poison anyone's mind. Uh, the world has gone mad. Uh, honestly, Brazil is now going to meet with China about getting off of American currency. Oh, yeah. You know, I saw this article the other day. Oh. And, um, Makes you a little nervous, doesn't it? Yeah. You got Macron over there hugging them and uh, hanging out and buddying it up with them. Uh, it's, but I will tell you what, one thing, if, as I watch the news, Americans are distributing the worst behavior I've ever seen in my lifetime. Nobody cares about anybody else. It's me, me, me. You're always pissed off. You're always upset. What do you think other people are going to think of us? Seriously, if that's all you ever do is piss and moan, uh, you know, there are times to piss and moan. There are times to march in the streets. I understand that. I got no problem with that. But it's not a daily occurrence. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's not something every day. So I just think we look, don't you think we look really bad to the rest of the world right now? I mean, it's, it's hard to even fathom that. Like, I have a hard time being like, how are we perceived to the rest of the world? But yeah, I get what you're saying. It's just, would everybody just calm down? Oh, I've told you before, and, and you guys, I don't think, commented on it for yourselves or whatever, but I would not waste my energy hating anyone. I dislike people, but I don't, I don't waste any energy disliking them. If I got to the hate point, it would take energy, and I'm not doing that, right? Oh, yeah, I got one or two people on the list that... <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> ah, yeah. In fact, I had a conversation about somebody last night, because there's only three people. there's only three people that I've ever worked with that I have ever said I will never work with that person again, no matter how much money they threw at me. I wouldn't do it. And I had this conversation about this person last night. And for what, but I don't think about them either. It's not like they ruined my day. Yeah. I don't think about them either. But if somebody were to bring it up, I just go, no, moving on. I don't, I don't have the, I have no time for that anymore. Plus you, 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 yeah, you only have so much space in your head. Why would you fill it up with garbage? 
That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying is get that out of your head. I, I Somehow it must make you feel better to piss and moan about how angry you are and how you hate everyone. Wait, waste our time, waste your time. Calm down. And as Rudy said, you got a couple of people you're not really fond of, or uh, I guess Rudy did mention he hated them. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. But you remind me of Justin. Like, Justin needs enemies. He thrives on that. Like, oh, he really? loves. Yeah, like, it's it's like a random person. It's usually whatever. But he likes having, like, that person. Like, I don't I don't feel like I need to wake up and be like, yeah, take that, like, Deborah from HR. But, like, Justin has his, like, <laughs> it's hilarious because he has his, like, one work enemy. You know what I mean? Oh, really? And yeah. then, I mean, it's, like, usually a, a frenemy kind of situation. But, like, he, he thrives on that. Like, he loves a little bit of controversy to get him up in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, but I'm also that guy that will like. Uh, I passed off a bunch of work to a, a, a another comedian in town who really wants to get into podcasting and editing. Uh-huh. And I've been editing some podcasts for a guy who works for uh, the NBA Network and for Live Golf. Yeah. And I, when I passed on the work to her, so she could start doing it and kind of get her foot in the door. Yeah. I spent hours of my time. Showing her how to do this and teaching her the right way so that the the quality doesn't go down. And at the end of it, you know, she was like, so what do I owe you? I was like, you don't owe me anything. Just I'm I'm glad I could help you. And I hope that one day you get to a point in your career that somebody that you pass work to because – this business, eventually you won't do this job anymore. You'll pass it on. And when you pass it on, you give your time and energy to somebody for free to help them up the ladder a little bit. And then I turned around and called her boss a huge C word. But other than that, <laughs> I am okay. No, and, I- and you, you've got a soft heart and so does Justin. And so I think if any of these people that quote unquote have wronged you guys, if they ever formally came to you and was like, hey, like, I was an asshole. I was this and that. I think you both would yeah. melt. But it's just funny. There's just these like people in this world that want to hold on to those little <laughs> grudges to keep them yeah. motivated. Well, right now, nobody's going to do that anyway. Nobody's going to come to somebody and say, oh, sorry for the way I treated you. I don't know. Don't you ever have that urge? I did it like sure. six well, months not- ago to somebody. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad though, the way I treated her, and I reached out and was like, I was not great. And we actually went to lunch, and it was great. But, and it felt so much better to know that like, I can live my life, and if, if I run into her, I won't be terrified. So it's like, especially like post-pandemic when you thought about things. And I had some people reach out to me during some of the Me Too stuff and be like, hey, this wasn't great the way I did this. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Like, during like the sexual harassment stuff, oh, like yeah, nothing yeah. was like overtly terrible, but there were things like somebody reached out to me and was like, "Hey, I remember we were at the state fair and I, I hit you, hit you really hard on the butt, and you know you you didn't really react, and I, I think about that all the time. I don't even remember it. Like that's how indoctrinated I was yes. in the chaos. But like somebody did reach out and say something like, and I had people do that, and so it's like I think people do. It it has to eat at you for a while, but. If you're willing to receive it, I think it does happen. Yeah. Could, could we go back one second? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who hit you on the butt? Oh, it was like a silly thing. Like, it was, it was a silly thing, and I think at the time it was – I don't even remember it. Like, that's how unaffected I was by it, and it was uh. a friend. And Oh, it was a friend. Yeah, I it was a friend. Walk- no, no, no. It was a friend, and and he felt bad about it, and he's like – it was all during all these people saying all these times they felt uncomfortable at work during, you know, and 
they reached out to me, and there, there was a couple incidents like that where people reached out to me, and that was like the most really one one that I didn't even. Re- I go uh, if he makes feel better. I didn't can't remember it. I have no recollection of it, and. I go, and you are forgiven completely. Yeah, because yeah, I had that happen, too, where I, you know, 15 years after something had happened, I reached out to this person and was like, hey, by the way, you yeah. know, like, we were all young, like, yeah. you know, we were both working, we had a couple of drinks one night, I may have said something, and you were kind of given the the vibe, like, this was going to maybe go somewhere, and then it didn't, and yeah. I apologize, and she's like, I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. And I'm like, so I've been walking around with this for 15 years. Yep. Thank you so much. It all works out in the end, man. I, um, yeah, you go on with your life, I suppose. It's just, you know, it's so weird. I was thinking the whole time you guys were talking about that, I was sitting here thinking about who I dislike. Like I said, I don't waste time on hating anybody. It takes too much energy. I don't need it. I did when I was younger, I suppose. I did. I hated a couple people, but never came to anything. So I just gave up on the whole concept. Mm -hmm. Uh But I literally, there's a type of person that I do not like to deal with. Uh, I like maybe two or three people in that entire area. One of the reasons I'm I'm back at Hubbard, where I started, was because I loved working here before. Jenny and I have been friends forever. Dan Seaman, Amy Daniels. I mean, that, that, this is what I'm talking about. Most of the people I dislike are people I have to work for. And I don't work for anybody now. I'm a partner in this deal, so I don't work for anybody. I do not like people who are really dim trying to tell me what to do. I just don't like that. And that's not to say that I'm a genius or anything. That's not what I'm saying at all. But many, many people, I just don't understand how you go from being a waitress to being a GM in about six months. Yeah. How the hell does that happen? (laughs) I don't know, a bartender to a senator? One of the two, you know? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Same story. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what I'm talking about. AOC, bartender to a state senator. Oh, okay. But no, I, I have a very, very difficult time. And it's not authority. Well, it's kind of authority, I suppose. But I listened to my mother and my, my older siblings and all that stuff when they told me to do something. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't care for going to school and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I do have a problem with authority. There's no question about that. But I just, I don't know what to tell you. I tried my best. And then they come up and make these really stupid decisions. Here's what we're going to do. And I said, if you do that, it's going, well, it's happened I could I could name everybody. Like Steiny was a pretty good guy to work with. Not always knew what, didn't always knew what he was nobody was talking about, but he didn't stick his nose in your business. There was a guy at Cumulus named Mike McVeigh. Did you ever work with McVeigh at all, Rudy? For just a smidge of a second. Oh, okay, great guy. I, he's still mm-hmm. a friend of mine. Yeah. But most people, and maybe it's in every business, but most people in this business have no idea what the hell they're talking about, but they're experts at it. So you've been in it for, you know, 50 years, but I know more than you do. No, you actually don't. And it's not that I'm a genius. It's that you're a moron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, right? is, it is weird that I would much rather fail on my own than yeah. walk, up the, walk up the mountain with my wagon hitched to somebody else telling me what to do. It's a yeah. weird thing. Maybe it's just a, it's a guy thing. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, you're right. I would much rather do it on my own and fail miserably every single time. And like, small stuff I don't mind helping. Like if I'm putting in a door. And somebody has door knowledge. I'm like, thank you so much. Yeah. But, yep. but let me ask yep. you for that door knowledge. Don't come up and take the hammer out of my hand and go, here's how you yeah. do it. Door knowledge. Yeah, I'll figure it out, you know? <laughs> yeah, but what's up? we all have to, it's good for us if we figure things out. So, yeah, like I said, it just, I do understand my shortcomings. And one of my biggest shortcomings, maybe my biggest shortcoming is I cannot usually stand management. I just, in anything, 
they overstep their bounds. They think they're smarter than they really are. And that go, look, there are some managers that do a great job. And I'm talking about business across the board. Some of these decisions that are being made right now on an international basis make me want to vomit. Seriously, I'm watching these people. It's like, are you kidding me? This is really the way the world's going to end up, huh? This is it. We're all going to follow China, which, by the way, we're going to line up behind China. They murder people at willy-nilly. They have slavery. Everything that you bitched about in America, and you should have bitched about it because slavery is wrong. There's no question about it. But you go right to the people who still enslave people. How do you do that? Explain that to me. Mm. Anyone? No, nothing. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> I wish there was an answer. I wish there was an easy easy answer for this. It does it does feel like, you know, this is whenever you go back to that, you know, when somebody breaks up with somebody and they go, this is the last time I'm getting back together with that person. And then they go back to him. It's like, well, you have to learn your lesson yourself. So, I don't know, hopefully a lot of these countries that are starting to partner up with China have mm-hmm. awful experiences, and then they go, yeah, sorry about that. We were wrong. Listen, we just wanted to try and test the water somewhere else for a little while, and yeah. now we're back to, we're back to you know, th- having good, positive energy. You were just talking about, uh, I was talking to Catherine before the show started, and I said, you know, she said, what's the matter with you? I said, what do you mean? She goes, you got that look on your face. I said... I, I wish I didn't have that look on my face because it's a tell. There's no question about that. But I watched the news this morning. And, you know, you go about your life and you, you work hard and you, you put money away for the future. Or you invest in things or you take care of your family. You love your family and all the rest of it. But when it really all comes down to it, when they want to wipe out this planet, I'm talking monetarily because they love to do that about every 50, 60, 70 years, they're going to do it. So no matter how hard you work, no matter how much you saved, how much you busted your ass, they have, just in snapping their fingers, can wipe you off the face of the earth financially. Isn't that a little uncomfortable? Yeah. It's, you don't like having anybody control your fate. So not that's not going to be your jam ever. Also, I have kids, so I know what it's yes. like to be wiped yeah. out financially. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I'm okay with it. Uh. <laughs> I thought you only had one child. Uh, no, you're right. When I said kids, I know I was it felt like, weird, yeah. but I like went with it. I was like, I know you only have one human. Yeah, you know. But listen, I'm a father of the planet. I was gonna say sometimes so, yes. I feel like yeah. you yeah. father me, I mother you. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, you said it's it's bother. It's not father. Oh yeah, that's oh, what true. It is. Yes, you're that's right. true. Yeah. Big different deal. That's a good point. Yeah, that's the amazing. So basically, now we're finding out that he's gonna make up stuff about that and call me Bob once a week. That's he, how it's gonna go. He's a Liar. Oh, he's been telling he's me a, he's, he's been switching liar. which kid is sick every week. I have. Oh, yeah. Son of a bitch. I swear to God, I thought I did not call you Bob. And then, yep, you're totally right. Oh, no, Trust me, did. Bob. I know. I know. We sat was. here. We sat here. We both knew it. But I was like, and that's why I was like, you should go back. Yep. You should go back, Rudy. And he goes, no, no, no. I go, okay. No, trust me. I, every time I make mistakes like this, I don't have, I have no problem calling myself oh, out. No. But I was very adamant. I about know. the fact that I did not call you Bob, and then lo and behold, the tape never lies. Did so you, my apologies. Did you notice though? Like I did in an engage, I was like, "Oh, no. interesting that you think that." Yeah, you should go back. Yeah, I, you know, I but for some reason, sometimes our brains and our mouths disconnect when we're on the air. I had an old coworker of mine live on terrestrial radio say shit. And blew right past it. And if, when that, when those moments happen, because we had no dump button, because we were in some yeah. small podunk, you know, middle of nowhere. Can you Wisconsin. not say shit on air? Well, not on 
not on. I mean, this radio station. You is can, okay. but I, yeah. you can't on normal radio. No, oh. no, 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 no. So they. Uh, <laughs> I should so, probably know that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one to know. You only been doing this business now for ten years. So later on, after the show, I was like, God, I can't believe you said shit on the air. She goes, What are you talking about? I said, You said shit on the air. She goes, No, I didn't. I said, You absolutely did. We went and found the tape, and yeah, there it was. So that's funny. my apologies. I'll, I will never make that mistake again. It'd be different if I called you a better name that wasn't so disparaging, yeah, such as Bob. The San Severe of it all. Yeah. Bob. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. It's time to beat the heat. This is Tom from my friends at Miller Marine and Power Lodge giving you the keys to a cool lake breeze. With clearance pricing on 2023 luxury pontoons, fishing boats, and more, our dog days of summer won't last, and neither will their inventory. So do both of us a favor and go from floor to shore today with iconic Bennington pontoons and tri-tune packages at doorbuster pricing at Miller Marine in St. Cloud and all Power Lodge locations. Get your first cruise in by sunset. But don't wait on this limited-time special. Power Lodge offers competitive financing with no money down, By the way, if you need delivery to your dock, their team of experts has you covered. Discover what thousands of our Minnesota neighbors have and explore our lakes and rivers in your own boat at Elite Savings. I said Elite Savings, darn it. Launch into adventure today at Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Just head to millermarine.com and powerlodge.com to see for yourself. Financing is available on approved credit. Freight and prep are not included in packages. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Uh, we got problems with uh, France. We got problems with Brazil. We got problems with China. We got, you know, Russia, all good on the list. Our president takes the jet and flies to Northern Ireland with his son. There you go. Really? That's important, is it? The Irish love me. That's all I have to say. I'll take care of it for you there, Bill. I, I just don't understand. So I'm paying attention and I'm watching the news like, what is this all about? And I I just observed, um, did you guys ever play poker? Yeah. Like on a, mm-hmm. like a, like big time, not big time poker, but no. in on a serious matter. Sure. Manner. Uh, it just, we played a lot in the military, but never like anywhere else. Did you learn to pick up tells? Because that's very important. Especially if they are drinking. Mm. <laughs> well, that, those are easy to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never made it past the first six hands, so I never was in the no. game long enough to find somebody's tell. But I did notice every time I watch somebody on the news this morning, a lot of people, and I don't know, it's got to be, I would say 70% of people have the exact same tell. When they don't really want to address what you just asked them, they will look to their right. Okay, they every one of them did it. I wa- I watched this morning when they didn't want to answer a question, they will look straight to their right, not turn their head, but their eyes will move to the right side of their head. And then when they're lying, they move their eyes to the right and look down. So in other words, they're looking down to the right, and that's a very very famous tell. A lot of people have that tell. A lot of great poker players learn those things or learn not to do that kind of thing because it tips your hand uh, too much. But my God, if you use that criteria, the look to your right and then down. All of our world leaders lied on the news this morning. All every one of them. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Okay. So what's the memory one? Is that that then? It was, so was memory right and creating a story? Oh, part of the brain? Like, you're talking about the brain now. Yeah, because isn't that yeah. what you're saying, right? Like, isn't that... Well, isn't, I feel like... Yeah. Like, what, what you're, when you're trying to remember something, I always have, like, a hard way I look. And yeah, I wonder yep, if that is right yep. then, and then left is, like, if you were making something up. I look up when I try to... When I'm trying to think about something, and you know... <laughs> Like you said, a hard thought. Yeah. I always look up. I oh. go, well, I wonder what I should do. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I guess I didn't even know I did that. But uh, yeah, check that out next time when you're talking to somebody and you ask an important question. If they not, they don't turn their head now. They just their eyes slide to the right. And if they're going to lie to you, they then look down to the right, oh. which is hilarious. Not everybody does it, but a lot of people do. 
as a matter of fact. About 10 minutes away from Kristen Burt, or KB2 as she's known, she revealed on the, uh, the family podcast yesterday that many, many listeners of this show have reached out to her, and they all call her KB2. Because Catherine Brandt, my wife, is KB1, and Kristen Burt is KB2. I love that, though. That's so great. I love it when listeners grab onto that. Like, you know, when they call and ask for me, they say, is that A-hole there? I think it's a cool little nickname. I know. I get a lot of Quitney, Brit Brit. Somebody just called me Britster. I didn't know that was a thing. Britster. Mm. I like it. Yeah, Quitney. That was the name I gave you when you quit the queue. Which time? Yeah, which <laughs> exactly which time are you talking here, Palomino? You are correct, sister. Um, the most expensive sandwich on... Na- it is National Sandwich Day today. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Happy National Sandwich Day. Is anything better than a good sandwich? Love sandwiches. You're right. Mm. Uh, it's Happy Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. Only 4% of Americans hate them, so it's a holiday most of us can get behind. Uh, once again, why would you waste your energy on hating grilled cheese sandwiches? You can go, nah, I don't really care for them. I don't hate, like, I like grilled cheese. It has to be done right. Most people cannot make a good grilled cheese sandwich. You ever notice that? Which is so crazy because it's yeah. it's a yep. very easy thing. Me and lactose, we don't get along, and I will still put down a grilled cheese. Thank you. They're so good. Or put a little bacon on there with it? Ooh, or tomato. I like a tomato, tomato. in there. Mm. Sure. Uh, they're popular because they're delicious. They're easy to make. One of the cheapest things you can eat as long as you don't buy this one. A restaurant in New York is bringing, the, uh, bringing back the world's most expensive sandwich today. It is a grilled cheese sandwich that costs $214. The restaurant is Serendipity 3. They're also known for selling the world's most expensive milkshake. It's 100 bucks. The world's most expensive fries for 200 bucks, And the world's most expensive dessert for 25 grand. Yeah, I'm going to buy dessert for 25 G's. No question. Uh... So who, why would you do that? Because who would come and, who would pay that kind of money? Hmm, you know, every time I hear these stories, I'm always just a, a little on the, on the side, I, I err on the side of caution, because when the, what do you want to call it, the Kentucky Derby's like, we got a mint julep for $10,000. What they don't tell you is the mint julep costs $7, but there's also a $10,000 diamond ring attached to it. Well, and, yeah, that's different. And some of these places will do that, where they'll be like, we got a $25,000 dessert. And you're like, I don't think any dessert is worth that. And they're like, no, no, we also give you a Buick. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. And we, we do we your go. taxes. Yeah, yeah so. now we, okay, now that makes sense. So, I don't know. But listen, if, uh, if you are going to go out and if you're going to do this once a year, like I tell people all the time, you're worth it. You are worth it. You are worth a $214 grilled cheese. So go yeah, out like, and enjoy it. Yeah. But like, even like a $10 grilled cheese is so good. So it's not like, you're making something that's not good, good. You know what I mean? So sure. it's like, out of all the things, like if you could make broccoli taste like a grilled cheese, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, yeah. But if you can make a grilled cheese taste good, big deal. So can I. Love them, though. They yeah. are good. Oh, they have to be made yeah. right. I'll be honest with you. They have to be made right because some people mess with them and it's like, this is not as good as it could be. Very simple. Just eat a grilled cheese and shut up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Little burnt edges. That's the way to go. Oh, I like burnt edges. You're mm-hmm. right about that. Uh, I think, it, did I mention uh, Easter brunch to you guys? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, price you're, tag. You're broke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I still don't understand. It's a buffet. You're not even working. I have to do all the work and I have to give you a C note. Really? Mm-hmm. I just, what the hell? Ha- why is it so expensive now? Man. 
I feel like we like missed inflation, and so everything yeah. feels like even more expensive. Because like you can't, I feel like you can't buy a pair of jeans without hitting triple digits. Which really, like, it just like snuck up there during the pandemic when we weren't shopping, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, like I don't know. It, it feels so like things seem so expensive. Yeah, no, here at least they explain it here. The $214 grilled cheese debuted in 2014. You have to order it 48 hours in advance, and here's why it costs so much. The bread itself has Dom Perignon champagne baked into it. It's cooked in truffle butter with edible gold flakes mixed in. And the fancy Italian cheese comes from cows that can only be milked two months of the year. Oh. Who cares? Who wants to eat gold? I know that's like a thing everybody wants to do, but why? I know it's it's I don't understand why you'd want to do that. It must make them feel better somehow. No, I'm I'm good. If I I'm ate gold, I would be watching for it to come out the other end. Let me tell of you, of course, I would be obsessed with it. And then absolutely, yeah, Just filtering out gold schlager with a. <laughs> I didn't say I would be, I wouldn't be mining my poop, but I would be looking for a little Mm razzle-dazzle. Yeah, you're like, maybe a diamond ring did pop out the other end. (laughs) I ate enough and it just compacted Uh, in my tummy. uh, Once it's cooked, they stick more edible gold flakes on the outside of the bread. So you only get, not only get in the inside, you get the edible gold flakes on the outside. And it's also served with a lobster bisque dipping sauce. Nothing about that interests me. I, it, I just have a grilled cheese, and I suppose if you want to spend a thousand bucks to go have lunch, good for you. Yeah. Your money, do whatever yeah. you want with it, right? Yeah, I mean, you can either go to brunch for three adults and two kids, or get one grilled cheese. No, there you go. Absolutely, uh, absolutely right. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not much on that. Here, there's a special sandwich. Is it special really? Okay, good. Um, yeah, I've never been impressed with that kind of stuff. This is really good because it's so expensive. Not really. I mean, a lot of people think that that's an automatic, that if it's expensive, it's really good. And that's not true at all. That's not true. Yeah, you can play a shitty round of golf with $5,000 clubs. Oh, that's oh, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. example. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a real good example. And why did you say you to me? Like when you said you can play shitty golf. Specifically. And you were t- yeah. Specifically. Talking. Yeah, it felt like an yeah. attack. It was. It was a flat-out attack. There's no question about it. Uh, in any case, <laughs> I don't know what the hell this story Well, uh, No, I, I don't want to get into this story. We've only got two minutes until Kristen Bird pops on, so I don't want to... Uh... She's, she's ready to rock. Oh, she's ready to go anyway. Good, oh, yeah. good. I'm glad that I, that I, that I didn't uh, get into that then. Kristen Bird, KB2, as she's known to uh, all the people on the internet. Known far and wide. Known far and wide as KB2. You know, you and Catherine really enjoy that, by the way. It's hilarious. She thinks it's hilarious, too, so you guys are shoulder to shoulder on that one. KB1 and KB2. There you have it. Well, I have to let you know, I'm the target market, I think, for that truffle butter and lobster bisque. Are you taking a walk right now? No. I'm hearing a little feedback. Yeah, no, you're, you're, uh, we have got to get these calls straightened away, man. It's every day something's wrong. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what's up, but uh, but yeah, we do everything the same way every single day. But I was just, in fact, I was just telling Brittany, I'm like, don't the mic sound so good today? Yeah. Because for some reason, I'm not getting, I'm not getting any feedback. There's nothing that's overmodulated. So I had uh, just emailed engineering and was like, did you guys tweak the mics? Because if you did, leave them where they are. However, now that I'm just hearing Kristen, I'm like, I wonder if they messed with anything with her. Kristen, so. did you rearrange your closet in any way that yeah. would affect the... Yeah. 
Did you wear something very puffy yesterday that may have taken away some of the sound dampening? I'm just teasing. I actually think it's a StreamYard thing. Yeah. We've had this feedback yeah. thing before. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you want me to read Do you want me to call in? Yeah. No. You, uh, well, whatever you guys want to do. Whatever. If, if you're good with it, Tom, then we can go through with it. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, it's not it's not going to improve it that much anyway. To be on the phone is going to sound it's not going to sound any better anyway. And you know, it's KB too, so no matter what comes out of her mouth, I just cannot wait to hear it. All right, let's get on it because we've got the hottest sport right now that is going crazy in Hollywood. We're talking about Formula One. So Paramount Plus is now going to be broadcasting all of their live sports. So they announced a partnership. But you also have Netflix series that is happening. And then Brad Pitt is now doing a film. And he's doing what I would call like a Top Gun-esque type of film. Um, where he's going to play a racer from out of retirement. He's there to mentor a younger driver. And of course, he has to take his final stab at last glory on the track as the younger driver's teammate. You know what? You guys are right. She knows. Yeah, that. I, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that's yeah, I was waiting for somebody to break the break the, oh, uh, the awkwardness yeah, here. But yes, right. okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Kristen, I'm going to go ahead and give you a call, and we'll get you on the phone. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that was. Hell, why is Streamyard so horrible? I don't know. Well, you know, sometimes with these uh, like shared uh, spaces that are you know like a, a building and such, you're. F- you're doing okay until everybody else starts to show up and then leech off the internet because it's yeah. one cable that comes to the building. Yeah. So yep. we're good at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., but then all of a sudden people start showing up for work and they start taking a bunch of data. And I don't know. I feel like yeah. there are some times where people, their home internet, like our internet here is lightning fast. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. people who are, you know, the Bob Sansevieres of the planet, not to knock him, but he lives literally, he might as well just have a house on Mars because trying to get that guy on the phone sometimes Times yep. is next to near impossible. And Tim Lammers, same, same uh-huh. deal. Why do we work with a bunch of people who can't stand to live in the city? They've been, they've been sent out into the wilderness by the city people. I don't mean to be controversial, but I could cover both their jobs. I well, could exactly. do. exactly. I mean, you want yeah. me to go see a movie or two? You want me to talk <laughs> sports for two seconds and then complain about the pizza somewhere? I could do both their jobs. That's two seconds. true. You're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, so I, but we, I, I do, we got to figure this out. If we can't use StreamYard anymore, then we're not going to be able to use it because that, that sounds terrible, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Right? What are you going to do? So he's, he's, uh, Rudy's reaching out to her right now. We'll see if we can get her back on the air. And the other thing, by the way, both of your mics are very loud. Oh, okay. So that's the other thing. So I we should back it. off on both your mics because I don't know if that affects it in any way, but we all like to be on the same level. Yeah. Well, you guys are both loud talkers anyway. That's the, that, it's, maybe it's not your mic, it's just you're both very loud talkers, and I'm not a very loud talker. Well, the one nice thing is that we have things in place like limiters that won't allow yeah. it to yes. go. So what you hear, they kind of even our right. mics out. Yeah. Yep. So Kristen is up. Hey, Kristen. I'm She's back. <laughs> Boy, what an improved sound getting on the phone. I like that. That works for me. How you doing, sister? I know. I'm doing well, and, the, and not having feedback and listening to myself twice is really good news for everyone. Yeah, if you just want to call in from until we figure this out, you sound great on the phone anyway. Okay, sounds good to me. Um, yeah, so as I was saying, Formula One is kind of becoming the hottest sport in Hollywood right now. So Paramount Plus is going to be doing all of the live streaming of their events. You have the docu series on Netflix, and then on top of it, Brad Pitt's doing what I was saying was 
a Top Gun-like type of movie. He's going to play that, you know, veteran racer. He comes out of retirement to mentor that young driver. And, of course, he has to take his, you know, like, last race. Um, and, of course, he's a younger driver's teammate. So, you know, that last shot at glory. Um, so it's definitely going to be one of those situations. Jerry Bruckheimer's producing it. You guys know these films. But it's really interesting that Formula One has kind of stepped up and saying, hey, we want to be a player in the Hollywood arena. Yeah, I think that stuff is great, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think what's interesting, too, is that for those of you not subscribed to Paramount+, Plus, they're becoming the sort of destination for live sports because they've got NFL, um, they do the PGA Golf Tour, they've got UEFA Champions League. What they're doing is trying to take a direct challenge to Peacock. So it's always interesting to see what's happening with all of these streaming rivalries, but I'm telling people if you're not subscribed to Paramount Plus, this is going to be one of the hottest ones, one of the hottest streaming networks to watch within the next couple of years. Well, that's all CBS anyway, isn't it? That the Paramount Plus is CBS, correct? Yes, it is. But, you know, yeah. for a lot of people, a lot of people, CBS is a very specific demographic. And yeah. they have yep. veered off of that. They've been really smart. Um, but Paramount Plus is getting a little, is broadening their scope. So I think that this is one of those things, if you haven't been drawn to CBS TV shows, you know, they have all their procedurals, they know exactly what market they hit, yeah. there's going to be something for you on Paramount+. Plus. So we got Paramount+, Plus is CBS, you got Peacock, which is NBC, but ABC is still just ABC. They don't have a cool They're Disney new... Plus. Oh, that, that's right, it's Disney+. Plus. You're, oh, yeah, but, but is there anything adult on Disney+. Plus? I mean, I don't mean adult yeah. films, I mean for <laughs> adult people, that's what I mean. What I think is interesting about Disney Plus is they haven't had the same strategy as Peacock and no. nope. Paramount Plus, and I think it's hurting them, to be honest. Because I, for me, where you know I'm not a parent, I find that I can come in and out of Disney Plus, where I've been at Peacock, and I'm like, wow, I can definitely stick around here. There's so much to watch. Same thing with Paramount Plus. Disney Plus, it's like if I don't want to watch a specific movie that they've brought on the platform... Obviously, I'm covering Dancing with the Stars, and that's where Dancing with the Stars is. But they're not bringing that great scripted programming that will attract adults the way that the other streamers are. That's exactly why I asked that question. Is like I didn't even know that ABC was Disney Plus. I just thought they kept. I, I knew they owned it, but I thought they kept Disney Plus for the kids and then ABC for the adults. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why they wouldn't follow a good lead because Paramount Plus and Peacock were good leads for them, but they're not following. Them. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't either. And also, where ABC has had the Oscars, to me, it would have been a great place to do a lot of crossover programming, to live stream the Oscars, and they haven't gone that direction yet, where if you go to and watch, say, the Grammy Awards, you can watch them on Paramount+, Plus just as much as you can watch them on CBS. And yeah. there's so many opportunities to do things, and ABC, I think, is going to be behind this uh, curve when it comes to, and they're going to really kind of fall behind if they don't catch up soon. You know what's so interesting about that is that, that all, not all of them, I almost said all of them, but a lot of them, and I mean a, a great amount of them, are very good shows. I, I think streaming is the best thing that's the best avenue to take right now. I really do. It, honestly, it is, and it's, that's where the viewers are. Um, and yep. I think right now the competition is there for the streamers because everyone wants to get the most eyeballs. Everyone wants to get the subscribers. But to the people who especially aren't going back to the movie theaters, everyone's waiting. In 45 days, your movie is going to land on one of those streaming networks. 
Yep. Yeah, no question about it. So uh, I like the way it's headed. It, it, it's kind of weird, though, because it used to be, well, I'll just go over to Channel 4, I'll go to Channel 5, I'll go to 9, I'll go to 11, whatever. Uh, and now it's like, because one thing I did notice, uh, if you want to go for the news here, but it's weird, not in Minnesota, because all the news channels, the MSNBCs and CNNs and Fox and all that, are on the regular uh, streaming network, right? Mm-hmm. But but down here where I am, it's not. You have to go back on a provider. Like I think down here, it's I can't remember the name. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, but you you can go on Fox and CNN on on streaming, but you have to pay for it down here. That's weird, isn't it? I do think it's weird too, and they're probably also missing the mark there because I know when I go on Roku, I can get like limited. CNN service or limited MSNBC or limited Fox News service. Mm-hmm, Plus, mm-hmm. get and I think we talked about this the other day. I can get all of the local news across the nation, which I love because when the story hits, yeah, yep. I go great. I'm going to go and take a look at what's happening, you know, in Chicago or in San Francisco, and and just see what, um, especially if there's a big story, you get that local news. And I just saw on social media, I just saw a story where someone was like, this was the coverage of what happened in Nashville um, on the national news. And then they go, and then this is how the local news covered it. And you just see, like, a, a the way the national news covered it, it was, like, a glossy, overarching view of what happened at the last mass shooting. And then you see the local stories, like the emotion and the heart of being in a community from the local news. And I'm like, mm-hmm. support your local news, because that is where you're getting the actual kind of like heartbeat and facts of what's going on. I do love the fact that you, and it doesn't matter if you start with CNN and go to Fox or start with Fox, go to CNN on one of the channels they'll go, this is exactly what's happening. You turn the channel. No, it isn't. They argue about everything. It's amazing. And just a heads up. One of our listeners uh, emailed in saying that Disney also owns ESPN and Hulu too. Right. Okay. Right. Just make sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. So is all the ABC program? I suppose it is all on uh, on uh, Hulu. Yeah, I mean, like Animal Control, that's on ABC, isn't it? I think. Animal Control is on Fox, but of well, that's course, on Fox. Okay. Fox. Yeah, and I just want to add, ABC does not a hundred percent own Hulu still. Comcast right. has an interest in right. it, and there uh-huh. is a big debate as to what, what Disney's going to do with Hulu. They may. Sell it, and that is on, that is an option on the table. Um, right. As with ESPN, they don't know if they're going to 100% keep it and then invest all their money into Disney Plus. So that's been kind of like a big debate, especially now that Bob Iger is back at uh, CEO. Yeah, no, I loved working for him. I really did. I, he was a terrific CEO. I'm telling you. So he's back. That's good, don't you think? Well, I think so because the, the Bob Chapik was certainly uh, letting oh. that ship go adrift. Uh, and not just with obviously programming and the films, but obviously with the the amusement parks. So we've all sort of, I think, pretty much all of us have been to a Disney park in the last year. It's it's the thing, you know. It's it's not the experience that you had even pre pandemic mm-hmm. ten years ago. It's it's a whole project to go to Disney now because you're on your phone half the time trying to get into lines and you're spending a day strategizing your day in the park instead of like relaxing and, and sort of enjoying the experience. Yeah, it's a different deal. No question about that. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I think streaming TV is the best that TV's ever been. No, there have been some magnificent shows, and 
you can go on other. Well, there's a place called Friendly, I think it is, an, a, a um, F R N D L Y. It's called Friendly, and you can get all those. I mean, if you like watching old television, they got all that stuff over there. You can find absolute streaming services that whatever you want, there's one that will give it to you. There's no doubt about that, right? Yeah. Tubi has a free um, bunch of programming, a free VTV, which is part of Amazon. Peacock has a, um, a free element um, of their service as well. And you will see, I mean, if you want, like, literally the Carol Burnett show 24-7, they have a channel yeah. for that. Old Johnny Carson episodes. There's, I mean, there's a lot to, a lot of opportunities to see classic television. I'm really glad you brought up Johnny Carson because this, and I, I don't know the three of you, if you've ever seen this or not, but I, I love Johnny Carson. I love to watch him. He, he reinvented hosting television. He's the best of all time, no question. So I figured, well, maybe I'll go watch some old Johnny Carson episodes. The first seven that they posted all had Joan Embry on them. <laughs> it's apparently somebody like the woman coming on with the animals. Uh, why would they do that? That makes no sense. Who was the guy that also came on with the animals? It was Joan Embry, and then there was, like, a guy who always, like, super tan. Do you remember yes. him, too? Animal trainer. Yes. His name started with a J, too, I think. Jack. Not Embry. Jack something. Uh, let's see. Jack. Handy? Like the Jack. Yes, Jack Handy. Yes. Jack Handy, yes. That's exactly <laughs> I just always think about Jack. Every time the, the name Jack is brought up with Late Night, I always think Jack LaLanne and his wife, Elaine oh, LaLanne. Sure. Yeah. Elaine LaLanne. Elaine LaLanne. I would not marry that man. <laughs> Why would you do that? Jim Why would you Fowler. go? Jim Fowler. It was Jim Fowler. Fowler. Ah. Not, yeah, there you go. Yes. Not I just remember him being, Jim. like, super tan, like that super 70s. Like, I just went to the beach in Malibu and baked for nine hours. Oh, yes. love yep. the look. All right, sister, another brilliant report, I thought. Oh, well, thanks for the applause. <laughs> I don't know who's doing that, but, that you know, I'm going to have to send them into detention. I think it was talented. <laughs> I'm standing. I'm saluting. I'm, oh, you are? It okay. was beautiful. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Never and mind. Brent, I will flat into your DMs if there's any more news today. <laughs> yeah. We were we were chatting reality shows yesterday. Well, whatever keeps her from coughing. So th- thank you, yeah. Kristen. Yeah. Appreciate I will do it. my best. Thank <laughs> you, Kristen. <laughs> thanks, Kristen. KB two, ladies and gentlemen, and thanks for reaching out to her. By the way, she's very flattered the fact that so many people have reached out to her. Uh, I don't know what she's. You know, it's one of those things that I don't go on. What are those called again? Those social media. Social media. But I'll yeah, tell you what. Amazing. On our app, it's up and running. The whole if you want to message the show. Oh, is it? Yes, that's why you know we're we're we me and Rudy it can write back and we can send stuff to you and give you a heads up. So if you want to message the show, it's the best way. It's direct. It's bam. You don't have to worry about you know worrying about your stream or calling in. You can just do it right from that app. Good. So yeah. One, well, yeah, I mean, the app is a magnificent thing. I've had so many people tell me, I didn't know it was because they had never listened to a, to a uh, podcast before. And I said, well, all you got to do is put it on your phone. You get in your car, you hit the app, and it'll, because of Bluetooth, it'll pop up on your, on your radio there in you your go. car. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, very simple to do. No question about that. The only complaint I hear about the show is, Tom, do they have to put up any more billboards? Jesus. Now, yeah. I haven't been in town in a while. I guess... Have they flooded the market? Uh, you know, I saw one. Let's see. Cause I was in North Minneapolis the other day. I saw one on 94 uh, in North Minneapolis. And then I saw one. I think I saw one outside of the Mall of America two nights ago. So, yeah. yeah so, they're still around. Yeah. 
Now, people are saying more than ever, but yeah, that's, you know, that uh, it's very, very, like, well, like I said, that's why I've always liked working with the Hubbards because they, it's shoulder to shoulder. That's all I'm saying, man. We have to take a break here. Got some uh, spots to run and all that good stuff. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes right after this Tom Bernard show. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you will receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com, make sure you use the promo code TOM. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. It's time to beat the heat. This is Tom from my friends at Miller Marine and Power Lodge giving you the keys to a cool lake breeze with clearance pricing on 2023 luxury pontoons, fishing boats, and more. Our dog days of summer won't last, and neither will their inventory. So do both of us a favor and go from floor to shore today with iconic Bennington pontoons and tri-tune packages at Doorbuster Pricing at Miller Marine in St. Cloud and all Power Lodge locations. Get your first cruise in by sunset. But don't wait on this limited-time special. Power Lodge offers competitive financing with no money down. By the way, if you need delivery to your dock, their team of experts has you covered. Discover what thousands of our Minnesota neighbors have and explore our lakes and rivers in your own boat at Elite Savings. I said Elite Savings, darn it. Launch into adventure today at Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Just head to millermarine.com and powerlodge.com to see for yourself. Financing is available on approved credit. Freight and prep are not included in packaging. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Yeah, we're back, ladies and I'm trying to enter a studio and it will not let me do it. Oh, see, it's doing that, right? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, it finally did it. It recycled. See, just the fact that your presence, that you came over here. It's I cared. Changed everything. All right. Awesome. That's all I know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're all here. So everybody's up. Everybody's good. Star. We like it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I have to read this, Pierre. Pierre Douglas is with us uh, at Left Camp Comedy uh, tonight and tomorrow night, 490, Robert Street in St. Paul. But I have to read this. This first line, you're going to go, Tom, what are you doing? <laughs> right? But I have to say this. 
Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck Sports brought to you exclusively by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda at the ballpark up north or in your fridge. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Um, in your job, do you ever have, have to stand up and go, hey, please welcome this legend friend of mine? Yes. You have to do that? Got to do it. Well, see, there you go. Got to use the big, big, big words. Now, Phil, is Kent even with us? Or does, because he's a legend, does big, he hold off a couple of minutes? Big words for a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Pierre Douglas in studio with us, ladies and gentlemen. And I wanted Phil and Kent both to know that because now, um, Pierre, did you say you were, you're not a baseball fan? I'm not a baseball fan. My son is. My son is. Oh, your son is? He loves it. He plays it. Um, but I couldn't tell you any position on that field or anything like that. So what did you play? And did you play sports? I didn't play anything. You didn't play any sports? I tried basketball, didn't make the team, and I was like, all right. <laughs> that was <laughs> I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm good on this. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with this. Everybody I ain't playing this anymore. Let's try comedy instead. Let's yeah, do comedy. Exactly. Kent, <laughs> Phil, I tried and tried and tried to be happy. I finally blame it on Herbeck and Phil. Every Thursday they lose because you two hunyucks are coming on the next day. There you go. Got to blame it on somebody. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, what do you think? Uh, look, I mean, you know what? Yes, sir. I, I had a uh, had a wonderful time at the ballpark last Friday night. Um, went to the ball game. Was it Friday night? I, my days are screwed up. Uh, <laughs> heck, well, when did they play the Brewers? The night they came back and played the Brewers. That wasn't Friday night. That was Monday, Monday Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wasn't that like Tuesday? Yeah, that was, it was Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday night. What a crowd. The crazy Brewer fans were in town. 35,000 people at the ballpark. Wonderful ball game. Had a great time. Uh, Brewers led the whole game, and the Twins come back and win in the ninth inning. Yep. Um, yep. You know, a great, great day at the ballpark. Beautiful evening. Fun crowd. You kind of wish it could be like that all the time. They should play the Brewers about. 70 times a year it'd be fun because of the atmosphere that yeah. was at the ballpark yep. it, was, yep. it was just phenomenal brewers fans um, are something man do you ever notice when you walk around the ballpark and bre- like every brewers fan is wearing beige cargo shorts and like a jeff jenkins jersey <laughs> from 15 years ago? those shorts yeah and they have they've got some stale beer on their breath like and there's just like ten thousand of them roaming around target field in downtown minneapolis <laughs> what's wrong what's, what's wrong with I have I have beige shorts on in a Twins jersey right now. Is that nothing? Uh-oh. Nothing. Yeah, no, absolutely Uh-oh. nothing. It's a great. It's a great. <laughs> Do you have a Jeff Jenkins jersey on too, Herbie? And my beer. Well, my no. My my breath smells like stale beer too. No, <laughs> not you. I, was, I already told Pierre. By the way, I said when he said I got to the ballpark, it was great. He owns a bar at the ballpark, okay? So oh, that's why it was great. That's why it was no, great. you know what I was doing? I was I was bartending. I was bartending at the Summit Brewery uh, Summit Pub oh, that night for an hour. Wonderful. I did the, I did a little guest bartending gig that night. And uh, you know what was really cool was the people that came up to the you know, came up to the bar, I was kinda of just helping pour beer and stuff like that. I wasn't doing all the credit card stuff and everything that was way over my head, but I had a great time. <laughs> had a great time with the folks that were working at the bartenders that were working there. But how many people came up to the bar, husband and wife or boy and girlfriend or whatever, and one of them had a twin shirt on and one of them had a brewer shirt oh, on. Oh God, yeah. It was just surprising. I was like, all right. 
what's what's wrong in this family here? And then they, they, their kid would be standing back there, and he'd have a brewer's shirt on. He says, well, we're not teaching him right, first of all. <laughs> but it was just, it was really neat to, to see the the amount of people that were are, are split in the families uh, as far as Brewer fans or Twins fans. So that was kind of a fun night chatting with the folks at the uh, at the ballpark that night and see the different, uh, just the different people. They were, like I said, it was a great night. It was a fun night at the ballpark. It was a, it was a, a just a great atmosphere. And, and uh, wasn't a great atmosphere at the ballpark yesterday. A little, some people got upset. Mr. Gray was a little upset. He got taken out of the ball game. Right. Was, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of a letdown to get beat by Detroit, but uh, they're not out there trying to lose the ball game themselves. They played a good ball game. They came back and beat the Twins last night, but uh, yesterday afternoon or whenever, when the heck was it yesterday, last night? It was indeed, yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, so uh, they got a few more, what, three more here with Detroit. They could uh, make some hay, hopefully, and come back and play some better baseball. And if you guys can breathe, I'm, I'm actually out in Wyoming right now. So, uh, watched the game early last night, and and uh, uh, watched the ball game. And I understand you guys are having a hard time breathing around there because of the air quality. Not as smoky as it was, thank God. It's getting a little better. Pierre, when, when did you get to town? I've been here. So, oh, so you've been here the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you so, saw how bad it was a couple of days ago. Yeah, I got up, went out, and like, what is what's going on? I didn't know Canada was on fire. Um, so yeah, Canada's <laughs> on fire. Unfortunately, what are you going to do? I didn't know we're that close to Canada. If we touch it. <laughs> I didn't know. You didn't know we touched Canada? To be that close to have smoke You're all a north place? side guy all oh, the way, goodness. man. <laughs> Pierre, where are you from? I'm where from North Minneapolis. From? I didn't know like Canada was like two blocks away. Like, what's going on? <laughs> we all learned something that day. <laughs> yes, yeah, just two blocks. Two blocks away. I can't, I'm either going to West Broadway or Canada. I don't know which That's way it. I'm going to turn. <laughs> It'll be phenomenal. Yeah, if, you go, if you go east, you run into... Run into Target Field, and then if you go north two blocks, you run into Canada. Patrols right. right there, right, <laughs> right into there Canada. Oh my God, it's a big deal around here because the Twins are the only professional franchise, other than of course the Minneapolis Lakers. Long mm-hmm. before your time, but the Minneapolis Lakers won championships. But the Minnesota Twins won two World Series, and our other teams can't seem to get that done. So mm-hmm. that's the only reason I even talked to Herbeck. Otherwise, okay. they wouldn't even talk to him. You know, right? They did yeah, have to pay. Uh, don't maybe. forget about. Don't forget, about our links. Don't forget about the links. No, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Very good point. That's a really good point. Did you stay for the concert last night? I was not at the game. Oh, that's right. You're in, in Wyoming. Wyoming. I forgot. You just told me. Yeah. That. Yep. My uh, my uh, niece went to the game last night. And who was it? What, T-Pan or something? T-Pan. Yep, nope. T-Pan, yes. T-Pan. He's actually yeah. spot on. It's P-Pan. When you get up in the middle of the night and you now, pee Pierre, in a pan. Pierre, do you know who T-Pan, T-Pan is? I know T-Pan. <laughs> I'm familiar with T-Pan. <laughs> I have no clue who he is. I heard he's put on a phenomenal show. I've had a lot of T-Pan in my life. <laughs> and my knees and shoulders and stuff. But, <laughs> but I don't know who he is. So I'm still job. I'm still drying out from. I was at the concert last night, oh, and I uh, might have had an extra adult beverage or two. <laughs> no, so I mean the still song. Drying out. The song alone says you have to buy a drink. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I had to stick around for "In Love with a Stripper" just to see. Just to see, there, there was like probably ten to fifteen thousand people that stuck around after the game to watch. So, yeah, he uh, he killed it last night. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest nice. with you. I was talking to Pierre about this earlier about you know he he and I grew up in the same neighborhood. 
many, many years apart, <laughs> but in the same neighborhood. And I was just uh, just thinking about that whole deal. Did I even let Northside guys go in the stadium? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, of course. Yeah, you have to now. With, with 2023, you will, we will go on Twitter real fast. Okay. <laughs> they wouldn't let me in the stadium. They wouldn't let us in the stadium. And then uh, shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. That would be wonderful. That would be magnificent. The Twins have been a, a huge thing. Well, the Twins, the Vikings, they they both came into the market in uh, 60, 61, somewhere back in that uh, period. So to be, a, at that time, an eight-year-old boy, was that was a huge thing for me. Yeah, I didn't right. like the band, but you know, I mean, because because the Lakers had just left. I think I was about five when they went to Los Angeles. I think that's about right. Bob Short yeah. owned the team, didn't he? I think Bob Short sold the team to somebody in Los Angeles. I think is what I think happened. Sid Hartman was involved in that too, wasn't Sid he, part of that? Yes, he was. Was the basketball team too? Yeah, or he was part of it. I miss Sidney. Because every time he would listen to the show, I do a morning show mm-hmm. for fifty-two years. I've been on the radio in this yeah. market, right? So, and you knew Sid Hartman. Did you know him? No. Isn't he? he was a sports reporter for, he died okay. at 100 years old two oh, years wow. ago. Oh, wow. And he was a sports reporter at 100 years old. That was wonderful. But here's what I would get. I would go to the Twins game. I'd complain about a couple of things. And right at 9.01 or 10.01, depending on when I got off the phone, ring, he goes, uh, Bernard, why are you bitching about the team again? We're not going to put up with it. Sid would always get very angry with me for complaining about our teams, but it all works out in the end. But you got no, you've been to the the baseball stadium. I've been to the baseball stadium. I stayed for about 15, 20 minutes. And then (laughs) (laughs) was it hard to stay the whole 15 minutes? It was boring. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So there wasn't any baseball going on. It was baseball. It's like, oh, still boring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I might have just been too high up. Oh, you think so? Probably so. Probably lower. Did you get some good food though? Because they have really good food. Yeah, I couldn't there. afford it at the time. Yeah, same. Same. I'm still, still. I'm not bringing anybody. Really my kid not. or my husband is not coming with really if I'm going to go to the Twins game. But I can't afford. You that. want a hot dog? What? No. Wait till we get home. Yeah, right. We're going to split it three ways. Coming up with that hot dog cash. So, what do you guys think of this now? I mean, obviously, we don't like opening up losing to Detroit. Detroit sucks, but. Detroit's not going to lose 162 games, so why even talk about it that way, I suppose? But I got to believe they'll come back, come storming back and take a couple in a row here, don't you think? I, I look, you know, like I said, the, the atmosphere at the ballpark when I saw it the other day was, was great. The guys seem to be fired up about it. They like the idea there's a big crowd and what have you, but, uh, um, you know, they still they just, just can't seem to get on the roll. They, you know, jumped up 4-1 to one right away yesterday. Yeah, yep. And you're thinking, okay, here we go, and uh, boy, they end up uh, end up getting beat in the end, which is which was a, a tough thing, and uh, those kind of hurt when when you you know you jump up like that. You got to keep the keep the pedal a little metal and, and try to keep pounding runs in and keep and, and they just kind of laid around and come back and, and beat them. So it, it uh, that that's that, those are the heartbreaking losses. But again, you got to throw that stuff behind you and and uh, come out for you know for a new day it's a new day and you gotta the old tom kelly saying i heard a million times you know one day at a time can't get too high can't get too low right you gotta gotta go back out there and uh they just can't seem to get on a a good solid roll i mean the the pitching staff to me has done a you know fantastic job this year they've been tremendous as we know and and uh you know they've had some trouble in the bullpen once in a while but they just can't get on a roll with the 
the offense. The offense just keeps sputtering, man. It seems like it seems like they're getting water in the gas once in a while or something. They just they they go like crazy one game and the next day they it's like where the heck you guys what are you guys doing here? You know <laughs> they strike out a bunch and get to put the ball in play and see what happens. But they uh, again we we can't say nothing. They're first place, so uh, you know hopefully the the end of September when we're do, talking on a Friday. We still can compl- complain how bad they are, but they're still in first place. I'll take that. As long yeah, as you, yeah. you win your division, right? And go from there. No, you're absolutely right about that. Hey, look, first of all, um, Kent, you need to understand something. That, that that game was ruined by you people yesterday. And by you people, I mean the Twins had a 4-1 to lead until my bohemian wife sat next to me and the game tanked. So you being a bohemian, you don't understand. It's you and Catherine's fault. Right, yeah, and you have to you have to remember not to turn the TV on and watch the games. Yeah, that's right. Just stay away from us, Tom. Don't watch our games. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> that's exactly right. It is. Hey, my Phil, Phil, have you been around the ballpark the last few days? You said you were there last night, huh? I was there last night, and then I was there uh, the last homestand for for a couple games. But I haven't been like in the clubhouse or in the in the press box. I'm mostly just okay. uh, an idiot fan drinking beer and watching from afar. But but I did. I kind of love the Sonny Gray. I love your thought on this. So Sonny Gray, the starting pitcher you guys mentioned, he got pulled after four kind of tumultuous innings, but he wanted to right. go back out there. And he generally, since he's been here the last couple of years, is kind of pissed that they don't let him pitch deeper into games more right, often. So, right. like, where do you draw that line of, all right, is he is he? Do you think he's being a little selfish, or do you or do you like to see a little tension like that between a starting pitcher and a manager from time to time? Well, you don't like to see any tension at all in the clubhouse, of course, first of all. Uh, in your workplace, I guess you don't like it. But uh, I, I like the bulldog the bulldog attitude he's got. Hey, let me uh, – I know I'm struggling, but uh, what do you say? What was his comment? Uh, let me finish the fight or whatever that I was under that man or yep. I want to fight the fight or whatever. And he was struggling, man. He, was, he wasn't anywhere near the plate. Um, only gave up two runs. Um had 70-some pitches. I don't know if they were looking at the pitches or what, but they he was struggling in the fourth inning, and they got uh, – was it um, – who, who came in? The left-hander came in um, for him in the fifth. But he uh, he was up and, and warming up in the bullpen. I figured as long as they had him warmed up, they were going to bring him in, you know, the way it looked. And, and uh, you know, Rocco decided to go with that move. But uh, it's nice to see, hey, I, I love the guy. You know, I played behind some – Great pitchers, uh, you know Jack Morris's and the and the Bert Blylevens, mm-hmm. Kevin Tappanies and the Scotty Erickson. These guys were bulldogs out there too. They wanted to pitch. They didn't want to go up and watch the game in the clubhouse. They wanted to be part of it. And um, you had to get a a tow truck to get them go- those guys off the mound. You know they had to pull them off the mound. And, but uh, and that's that's what I see in Sonny Gray. He's he's a bulldog and he wants to keep pitching. And he knew he knew he was struggling. But uh, you know, he was hoping he he only gave up two runs. He was leading four to two. He wanted to go back out there, so it's nice to see. But you don't want to see any tension. And hopefully, they got it cleared up, and it sounds like they did. Yeah, no question. I mean, I just got a call from some guy named Frank Viella. Said uh, thanks, Kent, for mentioning me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Frank Viola. Yeah, oh, and Frank Viola. Yeah, he was pretty good in that World Series, in my memory. That's all I have Frankie to say. Was, 
Frankie was good any time he stepped on the mound. Frankie Frankie went hard at it, too. Yep. He did. Frankie, yep, Frankie was a wonderful pitcher and a wonderful guy. Frankie was a lot of fun. They always talk about Frankie and I had a riff, or, but Frankie wanted to – he didn't want to pitch for us anymore or something like that. He was going to Boston or whatever. I right. said, well, go ahead. And then people thought I was mad at Frank. I said, well, if a guy doesn't want to play on the team that I'm on, I don't want him on the team. I agree with right? that. I absolutely agree with that. No question about it. So I'm sounds like a riff to me, actually. Sounds like a sounds like a riff to me. Well, that's you, Phil. But who who cares about you? <laughs> who cares about you? Oh, you're trying to treat. I, I love that. Who cares about you? Hey. <laughs> we have a little tension. We have a little tension on the show. Workplace See, it's good. And tension. Now, and, now, and now, watch us. We're going to move past it. And now we are a better team. That's we exactly. are a better right. team moving forward here. Yes. Oh, because you got to go, don't you, Phil? I do, and I think I think if nothing else today, uh, I think we developed maybe a new business idea. Kent Herbeck's new cologne, uh, stale beer breath. I think <laughs> that'd be pretty good. <laughs> Trademark that. That'll be a wonderful. Push should... push that out for 2024. Okay, you need to do me a favor. If you're going to do stale beer breath, you got to do another odor, and you guys will know what I'm talking about. And I don't know what to look. I have many many friends that play the sport. They're great people. What is the hell is that odor in an NHL locker room? Oh, holy crap. What is that? Oh. I can tell you, as someone who uh, my first ever job for two years was play it again sports. Oh. It's, it's just, yeah, AJ knows, but yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's just, it's stale, sweaty, oh. damp breezers. Open up the hockey bag. Huh? Oh, oh God, I, I had two older brothers in hockey, and we all shared a oh. suburban, and they would leave their bags in the car. Oh, it's horrible. Ooh. I know. What is that odor? What is that from? Because baseball doesn't have that. You know, football might. I don't. I don't think so, though. <laughs> the hell it's it's mysterious, and it is lethal. It is. Yes, it's terrible. <laughs> it is lethal. You're absolutely right. What are you reporting on today, Phil? What do you got cooking on the show today? Well, uh, today it's a feedback Friday on Score North, which means we go live on the uh, the Purple Daily and Score North YouTube channels between 10 o'clock and noon, mostly for people to just tell us what they think about us. Hmm. Uh, it's an, it's an op- open feedback line for people to rip us and tell us we're idiots, pretty much. That's I guess I just idiot. started that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> kicked it off early. <laughs> yeah, kicked it off early. All right, Amen. fellas, we'll have a magnificent time in Wyoming. Phil, have a great work day, and we will talk to you next week. All right, see you guys. See you, folks. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Herbeck Sports on Tom Bernard Morning Show, uh, once again presented by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Start your next memory at your favorite grocery store or convenience store today. Find a store near you at killebrewrootbeer.com. Our very special in-studio guest, Pierre Douglas, with us. Now, where, where in North Minneapolis did you grow up? Uh, 10th and James, uh, 30th and Colfax. Oh, man. So you spent no time. Those are my main two two living blocks, those two. You spent no time at all at North Commons then? No, I was a Farview Park boy. Oh, you Farview Farview all the way. But from 10th, that's a long haul. No, this was my 30th and Colfax days. Oh, 30th and Colfax, yeah. As a younger boy at Farview Park, over 30th and Colfax. High school, around that time, we moved over to 10th and James. Oh, 10th and James, yeah, yeah, okay. Which was probably two blocks, three blocks away from North High. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't go to North High because they had a daycare, and that scared me. Um, why, <laughs> the why, why, why are they having scared. babies that young? And so, <laughs> well, good, good. That's a good take. I like so, that take. Uh, I went to Cooper High School, so yeah. You went to Cooper? Yeah. 
It was a hole, though, wasn't it? Yeah, my mom hated it, but. <laughs> my mom. So you didn't go to North hate. at all? No, no. You, that's too bad. I wish I would have if I'd have known that I was going to be a comedian and things like that. Because, oh, yeah. You know, it's a good place, a uh, very known high school, and just some great people came out of there. But I just didn't want to be a dad. Like, I, just, I didn't want to be in You know what, Pierre? Care. That's very smart. You didn't want to be in that culture. It's the only way to avoid it. I absolutely no, I, There wasn't kidding. another obvious no. choice. That was it. That was it. I love that, Pierre. He, he's right. There is no other choice. You get involved in a group of people, uh, and you de- tend to follow along just yeah. to kind of try to be liked and to yeah. fit in and all the rest of it. So that was they're very, yeah. very smart. To say. That was you and your mother both or just your mother? Just me. Oh, just she, you. Yeah, she didn't. She she didn't want to drive across. You know, well, not too far. Cooper's not too far. Not but, that far, no. Um, just that alone, I was like, nah, mom, I'm not doing that. I understand that. I really do. And, and again, I I've said it many many times. I went to North High School. I absolutely loved it. Back then, Ni- 1968 wasn't so great when they burned the entire neighborhood to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was not the best time of my life. <laughs> I can remember that having the National Guard out in front of everybody's house and the tanks and the Jeeps and all that. It was weird. But 68 imagine. across America. I mean, mm-hmm. around the world, 68. And I'm, I'm hoping that that never happens again because that was, that was something else. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that. It changed that neighborhood forever because Plymouth Avenue, before that fire, and it literally was on fire from Lindale Avenue all the way to Theodore Parkway. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And people don't realize that. I mean, it was a huge fire. But before that, it was delis, it was bowling alleys, it was pool halls, it was movie theaters, it was all these magnificent business furniture wow. stores, all that stuff, up and down Plymouth. Just Plymouth. See, I wouldn't have even you imagined never. that being there. No, from, you wouldn't you know, have known that. Yeah. I'm glad you came in and told me that because sometime we'll have to sit and talk about North Minneapolis at one time. And I do, and people think I'm kidding, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I-94 is where it is and takes that little circle. Mm-hmm. Because all the Catholics, blacks, and Jews were in North Minneapolis, and then they put a freeway around us so we couldn't get out. <laughs> you gotta so, stay right there. <laughs> you gotta stay right there, and we'll be out here. You guys all stay in there. Yeah. Now, it see that's another one of those situations where a lot of people would sit on the news and go, "Oh my God, the strife, and it was horrible, and it must have been just terrible." I said, "No." Mm-hmm. To this day, I have magnificent memory. Yeah, not not everything went great, but it never does in any neighborhood, right? Right. I look back at living in North Minneapolis as one of the happiest times of my life. Everybody was nice because we were all kind of like hanging out together. And I don't think a lot of people who grew up, like I said, out there in Whispering Acres in the rich neighborhoods, they think they're experts on all this thing, whether it's skin color or mm-hmm. culture or whatever. They have no idea what the hell they're talking about. At all, no. And it bugs me, Pierre. No. drives me nuts. Can we ever... Why don't we get people who actually grew up in those areas to talk and the rest of you shut up? How about that? I wish I wish we can do that. I, me too. I told you before we got on. I'm a realtor as well, and so <clears throat> trying to sell people on this area where housing is affordable and yeah, nice yeah. housing. Nice they're, housing. They're like, I don't want to live here because of what I've heard or what I might have known to happen through you know these past couple of years. But I'm like, once you get in there and get into a community, mm-hmm. Northside's great. It's beautiful. I love the Northside. It is. What's the church on Logan there, just south of Plymouth, uh, right on Logan? Logan. I can't remember the name of the church. But they invite me to come mm-hmm. to to a service there about once a year. I'm okay. not I'm not all that religious. I don't I don't know if there's a God or not. I hope mm-hmm. there is. You know, right? Something bigger that'd be great. You've been doing right this whole time. It better be. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. But I go in that church. Uh-huh. I'm one of two, three white people in the whole church. Mm-hmm. End of the service every time they come. Everybody in the damn church gives me a hug. Thanks yeah. for coming. Really, you're supporting us, and we really it this gratitude and happiness. Yeah. 
that other people, when you don't live in a neighborhood like you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. And I really wish they would shut up. Yeah. You, so you do agree with that? I agree. They should shut up. And I, and I love hugs. So shout out to that church uh, for giving you hugs. <laughs> oh, you should go to that church. <laughs> Honest guys, sometimes I'll leave you my phone number. Yeah. You and I should go to, to, a, to a service there because what they do, mm-hmm. and you're going to love this part, Pierre. They go and find homeless people, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the hell their skin color is. Yeah. It doesn't matter at all. They bring them to the church. As a matter of fact, the last service I was there at, at there, there was a, a couple of guys. You could tell they were really, really down in their luck. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Uh, one of them was a white guy, mm-hmm. right? And they came to get him to bring him up to do communion. And this man started crying like there was no tomorrow because yeah. it brought back memories of when he was a little boy going to commune and all that stuff. To witness something like that, the people that they say on the national news, oh, we just can't get along, it's yeah. just never going to work, different cultures, different skin colors, different this, different that. It's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It's all a lie to try to keep us separate because they make more money. True. That's what they, they, they support people because they can get their vote. Mm-hmm. And then when they get the vote, they get all the money. All the money. It's just disgusting to me. Well, Pierre, I'm really glad that you came in because you and I have never met before. Never, no. But now you're going to have to come in a lot more. I'm here and I'll be on time <laughs> next time. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I See, I really like that now. No, Pierre, honest to God, it's, it's nice to have a, a situation like that because mm-hmm. obviously there's not a lot. Well, by coincidence, there are coincidences in life, too, because I didn't know you were from North Minneapolis. Yeah. I saw you were going to be on the show. Didn't know you were from North Minneapolis. On Wednesday, just two days ago, I went out to dinner and ran into three guys I hadn't seen in a while, mm-hmm. and they all lived west of Penn Avenue on Plymouth Avenue. In, in that neighborhood. And we talked forever about it and how we all loved it and how it all burned down. and yeah. this, that, But this is 40, almost 50 years later. Yeah. And the four of us stand there talking about what a great place North Minneapolis is. And I want them to shut up with how da- it's North Minneapolis is not as dangerous as the campus of University of Minnesota right now. Yeah, they're crazy up there. I don't know what's going on. They're not yeah, passing their crazy. classes or what's going right? on. Right, yeah. They are on edge up there. It's homeless. <laughs> like, right? like, yeah. God damn. You know, now you can say they're white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. White people get it together. Us blacks are, are acting, we, we're doing good. No, I'm choking. No, I think it's a good no. thing to say. Damn people. No, no it's, it's great to have you in studio. So, uh, where did you where did you start comedy? Was there one club that you kind of started at? No, Twitter was my was my start. Really? Um, you know, at the time it was like 2011 or 12 or whatever, and trending topics was like the thing on Twitter, and a group of us were just on there being funny and silly. I was always funny in school, like the guy that just teased and roasted everybody. Um, and you so mean I, out in the suburbs out there? At Cooper, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> at Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was funny on Twitter, and someone said, "You guys should probably try comedy." So I'm a promoter, and she put a show together at the 400 bar over yeah, on Cedar sure. when that was around. <clears throat> yep. And and the show happened. And I forgot my jokes I had planned to tell, and so I just kind of talked about the whole audience that night. Um, but the what what hooked me was the evoking emotion, like I'm making people laugh, Isn't that and they're great? enjoying me. And from there, I was hooked, and so. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my start. It's just so wonderful. That I, I mean, honestly, can you, can you stay another ten minutes? Yeah, for sure. All right, Pierre Douglas, ladies and gentlemen, in studio with us. He's at Laugh Camp tonight and tomorrow night, four ninety Robert Street in North St. Paul. You will have a great time. Matter of fact, get over there. And he grew up in North Minneapolis, so I told you get over there. You heard me, right? They're not responding. I'll I, tell you what. I think they heard you. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think they heard you. <laughs> 
This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show.